Welcome to Disputes Digest. Today is November 25th, 2020. I'm Chris Campbell. Remember to follow Disputes Digest on LinkedIn and to leave us a review or to share the show with a friend or colleague if you're enjoying these weekly dives into the world of international dispute resolution. We start today with the news. We begin this week with an update on a story that we've covered the previous weeks regarding a dispute between Future Retail Limited and global giant Amazon. The dispute arose when Amazon, as a stakeholder in a potential transaction, attempted to prevent said transaction between Reliance and Future Limited. Future filed an arbitration before the Singapore International Arbitration Center, SEAC, to resolve the matter. Then, on November 22nd, the Competition Commission of India, CCI, approved the transaction between the parties, allowing the deal to continue, regardless of the pending dispute before the tribunal. Further developments are sure to come with the potential for action from the Delhi High Court to stem the flow of this proceeding. From there, we report on an article from Law.com, powered by the New York Law Journal, which is titled, The Increasing Use of Data Analytics in International Arbitration. Although legal analytics is well-established in U.S.-style litigation, it is a relatively new and important development in international arbitration, but is likely to increase on an exponential basis in years to come. The article discusses the market trends, forecasting for upcoming changes, and advises practical tips for professionals to watch for. This echoes reports and other intel from other industry experts and analysts made throughout the year. The full article is available on Law.com. Financial software company Intuit is in the news this week when Intuit Inc. reached a $40 million settlement last week with millions of consumers who were alleging a claim that they were steered into paying for Intuit's tax preparation services instead of receiving free services as advertised. The settlement jeopardizes the mass arbitration case filed by law firm Keller Linkner seeking tens of millions of dollars in arbitration and thus seeks to keep 125,000 Intuit customers out of the settlement. Intuit pushes back on this maneuver, arguing that the law firm's actions are both ethically and morally questionable and undermine the interest of its own clients. Both sides allege further argumentation and the presiding judge will determine who is, in fact, a party to the settlement. Judge Breyer of San Francisco calling for briefs to be issued by both sides and will make a ruling in the near future thereafter. Via its OGMID and Young OGMID listservs, the International Arbitration and Commercial Law publication recently began its Looking Back series where it provides commentary on previously decided cases or awards years since they were originally issued by the tribunal. The first case in this series is Abaclat v. Argentina, which addresses the question of jurisdiction and admissibility and is in fact the first ICSID case that involves sovereign debt and mass claims. Then and finally for this week, turning to the Dubai arbitration community as the Dubai International Financial Center, which is partnered with the London Court of International Arbitration, reports an 18% increase in its caseload from 2019 to 2020, driven heavily by construction disputes, which accounted for some 36% of the DFIC cases. Local practitioner and senior partner at Al-Tamimi and Company, Isam Al-Tamimi, speculated that this raise in cases is closely tied to the perception of Dubai as a financial hub and that this upward trajectory is likely to continue in the future. Further details are available on the DFIC website. The Chinese University of Hong Kong Law and the University of Law, Huawei University, are jointly organizing a conference on Asian legal history. The conference is set to take place on July 24th and 25th of 2021. The conference is partnered with a call for papers, abstracts of which are due by December 15th. Authors are welcome to submit topics on a spectrum of legal topics related to Asia. 
More information is available on the CHUK website and in the show notes. The law firm Field Fisher is seeking a technology disputes associate for its London office to work on IP and technology protection and enforcement matters. The ideal candidate will have two years of post-qualification experience along with a background in litigation and should be familiar with various arbitration rules. A successful lawyer will work in a team environment and immediately in a client-facing role. Further information is available on the firm's website. Consulting firm FTI is seeking a new consultant for its international arbitration and economic practices based in its Washington, D.C. offices. The role will require conducting qualitative and quantitative research using a variety of industry tools, as well as critically appraising reports from other firms and experts. Successful candidates should be fluent in Spanish and Portuguese would be preferred and be comfortable with economic theory and principles. Further details are available in the job posting. The law firm Arna Law is seeking a corporate associate to join its Bengaluru, India practice. The ideal candidate should have three years of post-qualification experience and should be familiar with litigation, arbitration, mediation, and anti-corruption matters. Finally, for opportunities, Osborne Clark, a law firm with a, quote, glowing reputation for commercial litigation, end quote, according to the Chamber's rankings, is seeking a commercial disputes associate to join its London offices. The successful candidate will work on a range of business and corporate law issues as well as on technology matters such as cybersecurity, data protection, and shareholder disputes. Interested parties should get in touch on the firm's website. First up in events, on November 26th, the Hague University of Applied Sciences hosts its ninth annual edition of its employment networking event, focusing on careers and alternative dispute resolution. The panel discussion will be moderated by Professor Barbara Warris and Dr. Artemis Maria Lapolo, and the speakers will be Amanda Lee, Chris Campbell, hey, that's me, Amanda Kimshaw, and Zuzana Siapilinska. Registration is in the show notes. From there, we go with two events from the International Chamber of Commerce. First, on November 28th, is an event titled CISG at 40, the application of uniform substantive rules, which will explore the evolution and application of the CISG over the past 40 years. The event will coincide with the Uncentral Asia Pacific Days events to celebrate the convention. Then, on December 1st, the ICC hosts an event to celebrate the launch of its 2021 Rules of Arbitration. The new edition of the rules will come into force on January 1st of 2021 and will, quote, mark a further step towards greater efficiency, flexibility, and transparency of the rules, making ICC arbitration even more attractive, says ICC President Alexi Moore. Registration is available on the ICC website. The Asian Academy of International Law and the Chinese Society of International Law announced their 2020 Colloquium on International Law, which ponders, while nations do collaborate at times for the common good, recent times witness more divergence. In the interconnected yet divided world of today, we are facing numerous unprecedented challenges when collaboration should be key. As such, the conference's theme is Sanctions, Principles of Non-Interference, and will take place on December 3rd, 2020. On November 26th, LegalPlus.com presents an event entitled International M&A Disputes, Transactions and Litigation Funding in the Current Climate, which features speakers Andrew Carpenter, S. Ravi Shankar, Jonathan Humphrey, and Aisha Lowe. All speakers will discuss the various ways in which cross-border disputes have been impacted in the age of COVID. Finally, on December 1st, an event titled Networking in the New Normal, which aims to survey strategies and mindsets for relationship building in the online world. Speakers include Samantha Rowe, Elizabeth Chan, Catherine Braddock, Emma Vidak Goshevich, Rebecca Mosquera, 
and Diane Okoko. Registration is requested by November 30th. And that is all for this week. Remember to follow Disputes Digest on LinkedIn to leave a review or share with a colleague or friend. And if you have any comments or feedback for the show, you can send a message to talesofthetribunal at gmail.com. And until next week, this has been Speech Digest by Tales of the Tribunal.